0: Page uh, Chapter 6, page 72, it's into action, and we're going to start at the very first paragraph. All right, it reads, having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We have been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator, and to discover the obstacles in our path. We have admitted certain defects. We have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is. We have put a finger on the weak items in our personal inventory. Now these are about to be cast out. This requires action on our part, which when completed will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our defects. This brings us to the fifth step in the program of recovery mentioned in the preceding chapter. This is perhaps difficult, especially discussing our defects with another person. We think we have done well enough in admitting these things to ourselves. There is doubt doubt about that. In actual practice, we usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient. Many of us have thought it necessary to go much further. We will be more reconciled to discussing ourselves with another person when we see good reason why we should do so. The best reason first, if we skip this vital step, we might not overcome drinking. Time after time, newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives. Trying to avoid this humbling experience, they have have turned to easier methods. Almost invariably, they got drunk. Having persevered with the rest of the program, they wondered why they fell. We think the reason is that they never completed their house cleaning. They took inventory all right, but hung on to some of the worst items in stock. They only thought they had lost their egoism and fear they only thought they had humbled themselves, but they had not learned enough of humility, fearlessness, and honesty in the sense we find it necessary until they told someone else all their life story. Some good stuff in there. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for hosting this and I uh, appreciate you.
1: All right, you're muted, Paul. Muted, thank you. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. So thanks, Mike and Paul Alcoholic, into actions. One of the things that caught my attention is like the fourth sentence in the first paragraph. We have admitted certain defects. We, were, we have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is. Yeah. So maybe we're just attempting to refine. Yeah the ascertainment of the trouble. Yeah. That's all, really. We're just taking an idea that self is something foreign to us and looking at it with that view, like it says here, trying to get a new attitude and a new outlook and a new relationship with our Creator uh, to discover the obstacles in our path. I really believe the root of it is an identification as self yeah which is constantly reinforced by the reliance on the mental state and the problem resides in the mental state or the mind yeah so i truly i find that we're relying on what has defeated us literally and we keep going back to that which has defeated us and rely on it Yeah, that's the dilemma, the reliance on self. I think there's, you could say, you know, there's reliance and let's say you saw someone with crutches and then you realize they're relying on the crutches to get up the stairs. Yes, but in a way, we're in a mental reliance, which is we're identified, yeah, as that and being identified as that, uh, it shrinks the possibilities of freedom. You can only look at freedom for that or as that, yeah? When the freedom that's needed is from it. If we're identified as self, we can only wish and imagine freedom as self, yeah? I think this is the dilemma, really. The big one is that, this idea of self is always included, yeah, and we've tried to be free as self, it's captured by the statement, self can't get out of self, what is that? Trying is that, isn't that just the attempt to get out of self as self constantly, yeah, which would, what we would call freedom, but that the freedom is a distinct uh, category, it's freedom from. Like relieve us of the bondage of self. Yeah. There's a freedom, not as self. And this is, I found myself. This is one of the things that happened. Stuff happened and shit downloaded. And I realized I had been trying to get out of self as self since I've been six years old, basically in a lot of forms and a lot of machinations. But the theme was pretty much the same. I started to feel uncomfortable there was a sense of blame for that, like I was wrong, like volitionally or something. And I wanted to get relief, yeah? So reading helped at first when I was a kid, science fiction and Edgar Allan Poe, I could get lost in a book. And then I tried to get lost in sports, and then I tried to get lost in drugs and alcohol. Then I tried to get lost in spiritual practice. Then I tried to get lost again in drugs and alcohol. And luckily through all those rinse and spin cycles, I survived. So finally something did for me what I couldn't do for myself, set me straight about the, about the dire situation I was living in. Yeah. And I was convinced uh, that day, March 21st, I, 1988, I went to my first meeting and I've lived free from alcohol and drugs ever since. And what did for me, what that thing that did for me made it easy because I haven't had a strong feeling about drinking or using or a strong thought about it for 34 years. If I did, I probably would have had hard times, but I haven't, yeah. I never really, I lost complete interest in that shit as a way out. Because I realized uh, <laughs> the failure of self trying to get out of self. It just hit me like a ton of bricks and changed my life. So, got into AA. Self was still, the act of identification of self was still present, unbeknownst to the host. You know? And after about six or seven years, something started to become clear. And I saw one time, finally, I saw self as distinctly other than me. A strong, really a strong, uh, delineation between self and us. And I felt us not as self. Yeah. (laughs) So, and that hasn't changed ever since it sort of became the last answer for me. Uh, I've been open for more information, but nothing has really come. I think that was pretty much the problem, is an act of being identified. And that act of of being identified, uh, something landed on that identification as self, which was alcoholism, which actually amplified the qualities of self quite a lot. Yeah, So they started, they were screaming at that point Once I started to drink and use, it got very flamboyant and very, very, it started painting with a very broad brush. It was obvious, you know, I'm screwed. (laughs) I was the last one to get to realize that. (laughs) And then after that whole, uh, you know, I came out of it and in years of recovery, something was shown to me, you know, which was... I'm not that, yeah, and then I started to have freedom, not from the thoughts, but from the idea that they're mine, yeah the thoughts happen like they always do, there's much less of them, a lot less, but they still happen, but the my has been seen through, yeah, and the my of the problems has been seen through, and the my of this and the my of that, and that's where the real relief is. I think it's magical thinking that you're not ever going to have a thought again, or a thought's never going to have you. I do. Yeah. I don't think you're going to tiptoe in the tulips forever. You know, you're going to run into shit. <laughs> yeah. You're going to step on some shit sooner or later. So this was much clearer and it had nothing to do with everything getting great. It had to do with space and relief. Yeah, and the ability to enjoy peace of mind and to be located where my feet are, actually. And to uh, live in the world of what's happening (laughs) instead of the material mental fucking machination of what's not happening. So, yeah, here we are just sharing it with the hopes that other people in our tribe and whoever, hears it and maybe for them, it's going to work. And if it's only for one of us, it's more than enough to come here every freaking week for years. Yeah. Truly. Yeah, Yeah. because I know once persons start getting real relief, it's going to spread. And then maybe this idea will become a common understanding in our community. Yeah maybe not understood or wanted or liked, but at least it will be available. Yeah. And maybe a lot of people can get pulled out of that incomprehensible, pitiful demoralization and get stabilized from it. Yeah. With with this simple idea that I think is really matched in some parts of the book. Yeah. I believe the people who wrote this book, uh, We were just reading it, had a rough, rough, ascertained in a rough way what the trouble was, yeah, in a rough way. They sort of got the effects, they knew, you know, that something was going on, but they didn't, I don't believe they had uh, the clarity about an identification as the problem, yeah. It's a tricky one because when you're under it you don't know you're under it yeah like a lot of other things if you're under let's say you know some disease after it gets diagnosis you know you're under it this is different in a way yeah you can live as a self for a long long time <laughs> just like unbelievably. so yeah i'm happy so happy to have this this platform to put it out there because it needs to be put out a lot because the mental state wants to make it something else yeah and it's you got to just keep planning it planning it and planning it yeah and then one of the shoots is going to get through so to speak yeah and then you may see it clearly but i think repetition helps a lot so here we are. I'm, I have no interest in changing the book or adding new principles or going over every letter of every word in the book. I want to just get one thing across. Maybe the exact nature of the wrong is an act of being identified. Let's say using the parasite host image. Act, the act of being identified as a as the parasite while being the host yeah so the way we look from in our life we look from the parasite as the host yeah i feel there's a huge shift when you see it clearly and then real possibilities of being free from it because you've recognized it's inherently not you And then the possibility of being free from it is there, truly, yes? Yeah, so that's it. Thanks for the reading, bro. Oh, thank you, Paul.
0: All right, this is the time for everybody
1: to raise their hands up
0: high so we can ask Paul some questions.
1: What should I call on people? Well, Mike, let me read read this one thing at the end here. So, come on now. About the inventory, about the inventory, and one of the results that can happen. They took inventory, all right, but hung on to some of the worst items in stock. They only thought they had lost their egoism and fear. They only thought they had humbled themselves. But they had not learned enough of humility, fearlessness, and honesty. In the sense, we find it necessary until they told someone, because when you tell someone, there's a humility in that and there's an honesty in that. Yes, you're basically, you know, acting as if you need help. (laughs) I think it really and the same thing with like writing the inventory. I think writing in the inventory is much different than recording it or shit like that. I think it's nice to be put on paper and, and delivered that way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just throw that in there.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Paul, when I, when I, when I completed a four-step and I was asked, you know, oh, write down your fears. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have any fears. And then they were like, well, just just write down, you know, some of the fears you think you might have. And it was amazing to me that when I finally got pen to paper, I had a fear inventory that was probably a mile long. And for a person that thought he had no fears, I found out that I was afraid of everything.
1: Yes. Well, isn't that, those are the realizations that happen when something breaks through the cloud of denial. Yeah. Yeah. The pen breaks through the cloud of denial and then shit comes out that you, that the head was withholding you from. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: See, denial doesn't disappear anything. It doesn't, it doesn't like they says in uh, six and seven, you know, you know, you ask the higher power to remove this. Denial doesn't remove shit. Yeah. It just covers it up with a tarp, so to speak. yeah Yeah? and then that 12 foot 15 room you're only living in about a five foot seven room because you got a giant fucking thing with a top on it yeah Yeah. that's not working that's not a working solution so denial (laughs) is a completely failed system yeah and there's that thing a lot of people you'd see in aa they don't think they're angry they're like the angriest person you ever saw because there's a, a strong field of denial keeping out a lot of information, yeah? The host, you know, the parasite isolates you, yeah? It doesn't allow any evidence to come in other than what it filters, yeah? It's, got, it's like being in a trance, and something has to break it, either the bottom or whatever, but there needs to be a breaking of it so that honesty can show up and you can at least tell the truth about the first step really that's basically all you need to start with is to admit you know hey yeah i can't seem to stop drinking and to admit the condition that you find yourself in a completely unmanageable life yeah and then from there honesty builds and then you get to the inventory process and more honesty shows up yeah and now you're coming to in a way, coming to to your conditions. Because when they seem to be hopeless, that's where denial has a value. Yeah. It wants to block everything else. But we've come to the collusion, conclusion, it's a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. It's appearing to me that it's hopeless, but it's not hopeless, yeah. In other words, something is covering up the, abil- of the hope and giving me, it, this is a hopeless state, so let's just fuck it, yeah? But in fact, when you realize again that lying and denying, when it starts cracking, a little bit of honesty goes a long way, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, sometimes it's just based on the first step. Yeah, you just you don't have to tell the truth about everything else, but tell the truth about that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, denial, we had it with that other group, the difference between negation and denial. Negation is uh, a negating of something that is a, is seemingly appearing to be so that ain't, yeah. Denial, is you've really taken something that be so real, you don't want it to be real. So there's a denial of it. It's completely different. Yeah. The denial is of the mental state. And then I say the negation is from the innermost, so to speak. Yeah. 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 I remember when I got run over by the car and, uh, you know, obviously, I couldn't face up to it when I started getting up on my feet, you know, with crutches. It was an overwhelming situation. My, physica- my physicality was broken. Yeah, wasn't going to be mended, really, for the rest of the days. So my head was in incredible denial, where it just zoomed out of the body completely. I was like completely disassociated didn't take any care of the leg that needed a lot of care and acted as if nothing had happened. Yeah. Yeah. But for, to continue that I had to forget or deny so much shit. It was a real yeoman's work. The mental state was fucking like working overtime to keep the shit out. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It was exhausting, to tell you the truth. when I finally came into sobriety, I had to take care of a, of those conditions I had been denying and not paying attention to for all those years. I had to go through a lot of operations and shit the first few years of sobriety because I hadn't been taking you know I hadn't been taking care of myself. that parasite was taking care of itself, yeah. It was incredible, It's unbelievable. So we're all intimately. uh, We're all intimate with denial. I mean, to me, I was a major function of of my life while I was, you know, in active alcoholism and addiction. Yeah, shit. It's amazing. I mean, uh, you can see it in others now. You can see people disassociated from the body yeah there's something going on they're just not don't want to be here their head so yeah yeah recovery is unbelievable it really does it's it's obviously it's different than not drinking and using recovery is amazing it allowed all those things i feared of so then i wouldn't even go when I just went and had faith, it all worked out great. All the operations brought about a lot more mobility and a lot more of a quality of living. Yeah. Me putting on them always, always away was just my life was dwindling in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. You can see in my case, I've had an extreme example of two managerial teams, self, and higher power quite quite fucking different i mean completely different <laughs> oh, man it's yeah yeah yes so anyone have a question or anything to share
0: yeah thank you paul that's that was great we have a question from our friend suzanne suzanne do you have a question please
2: if I could get you under, on
0: unmute,
2: Suzanne, Let's see. There we go, try that. Hi, um, Paul, it, the, um, it's Suzanne. We spoke at that last um, meeting and I, I'm not alcoholic, but I hope it's okay if I ask a question because I benefit yeah. from this group. Um, the question I have is um, before when, well, in terms of anger, you know, and having anger. And if I, if I notice, okay, if I'm honest, I notice I get irritated and angry. I don't act on it, but I, I feel it a lot in my body. And, you know, things like say I feel like, you know, just frustrated and angry at someone that even if I don't like, um, you know, just people I have to deal with, if I go to the doctor or something and I just feel very irritated or angry, what, what do I do with that? You know, I don't act on it and I try to get a lot of that out Maybe
1: exercising. Just, well, there's a, You know, the, the steps can be applied by a person who's not an addict and alcoholic. Yeah. They're a way of life. Yeah. They've been pigeonholed, but they're, they're open to anyone who's in mm-hmm. need of some assistance in how to live a day at a time, sober. Yeah. So in our program, there's, a, there's two steps called step six and seven that come after you do the inventories and you see certain defects of character that are causing harm to yourself or to others or just making everything uncomfortable. Let's say it's anger. So when you would notice anger, you would not just notice it, you'd bring it to step six and you'd humbly ask this power, whatever you want it to be or not be, you know. We call it a higher power, it can be anything you want to call it. But you ask this power to remove it, to remove the anger, or put it to better use, let's say. And then you humbly ask uh you ask it to do it. You first you announce that I'm entirely ready for this to be but say removed or reconfigured, and you ask out power to do it. So there's a solution on a common everyday event, yeah? Not only do you see the anger, but you bring it somewhere. You offer it to this power that's greater than self. And then uh, just get into the habit of doing it, because it's not your job to, uh, first of all, dissect and... and uh, deal with the anger because you're outmatched usually yeah so basically you bring it to this other power it could be an aspect of you it doesn't matter but let's just play it the way we do it so we bring it to this high uh, we entirely ready to have this removed and we ask that power to do it yeah there you Mm -hmm. go and then you know if you made if you hurt somebody through this this outburst or whatever, then you make an amends to that person. And you just, it's basically, it's sort of like, you're going to outgrow this anger or it's going to be put to different use. And while you do, you have, you have a way of dealing with it and cleaning up a mess that it may make if it comes out of you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, AA is a bunch of skillful means that, li- that lead to a freedom from the underlying conditions and circumstances that are demanding skillful needs to be uh used yeah so you outgrow the conditions that are causing the need for skillful means so while you're outgrowing those conditions skillful means are very helpful so step six and seven could be helpful yeah and again uh, then if you're dwelling too much or there's a dwelling too much on you service is the easy way to get out of that conundrum, yeah. And when you're mm-hmm. not in it, you will see it differently when you're in it. It's just what you know you're just driven to get out of it. But when you see it from somewhere else, you may not you may realize there's no need to get out of it because you're not in it. <laughs> so it has different. Uh... But the program is a very sound way for anyone to live a day at a time. Yeah, because really. My problem wasn't drinking or using; it was living sober. And your problem may be living sober, yeah, from your share. So, yeah, this is how you live sober by principles and a way of life, and uh, knowing that the self loves to be absorbed in itself. So, service pulls you know you out of that ass of self. So, yeah,
2: and I do try to do that when I when I feel the anger. I just I guess there's part of me, it's like, why does this keep coming up? And I do. Uh, That's you, know, I do... you
1: can't say that doesn't, that part of you that says that ain't you. Yeah. It's claiming to be a part of you. It's not you. It's not serving you. Right. Why does
2: okay. this keep coming
1: up? That's another denial. Yeah. Something came up and then there's a denial of it. Why does it, why is this coming up? Well, just first respond that it came up. Yeah. Instead of yeah, (laughs) why did it come up? That's you go right into the mental realm where the problem resides then. Yeah. Just this isn't about this the outgrowing of a lot of shit brings you into an acceptance of shit. Yeah. Your first your first response is yeah this is happening and then there's something else instead of denying it's happening or it shouldn't be happening or why is it happening there's just the recognition that it's happening yeah it's a beautiful starting point okay (laughs) yeah the starting point of what's happening is a very beautiful starting point to deal with everything else yeah yeah why why you know just <laughs> i know it's difficult when you're in it but the principles aren't affected by you being in or out of it they're sound yeah the way of life of aa is sound it's not it doesn't fit itself around conditions and circumstances the circumstances and situations uh fit around that yeah that's the program The program is a bunch of principles which outshine circumstances and situations. Yeah, principles just aren't willy nilly. And uh, they're one thing Monday and another thing Tuesday. They're sound. There's something that you can rely on. So the principle of this is that I'm not managerial quality. So (laughs) when I recognize something, I'm going to bring it to the higher power, so to speak. Yeah. See what it does with it. Thank you. But thanks for coming, honey. And uh, yeah, there's shelter here. So use it for that also. You know, these meetings. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: Thank you, Susan. All right. Anybody else have a question today? Please feel free to use the raise hand feature. I don't see any, Paul. I Getting guess we're
1: all great. well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I can say goodbye then, eh? <laughs> okay. Well, I can riff on something. It doesn't. What time is it now? It's only 11.05. Oh, five. Wow. Yeah. You, wow. You got,
0: you got this down.
1: Somebody can tell their life story. <laughs> <laughs> but twenty five minutes. <laughs> oh, oh, All right, Let me, Michael. I do wanna. I do wanna say something then. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: When you're
1: done. So, okay. Again, okay. just for the people who are new or not new. Just go to page sixty four and read the sentence that leads to the next paragraph, which is being convinced self manifested in various ways, maybe look up what being convinced means, you know, one of the definitions that I saw, this was years ago was to believe with certainty. Yeah. Okay, so you're clear, there's no doubt about it is Yeah. So being convinced self manifested in various ways. So in a way, that the condition is to have no doubt about it yeah in a way self manifested in various ways what does it mean by manifest that may to appear yes mm-hmm. something manifests It appears yeah so self appears in various ways in our lives and in those various ways it uses those ways to defeat us but the intent is self, yeah? It's not those various ways, yeah? So self, being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We're going to look at its common manifestations, yeah? We're not going to go through every one of them, but we'll get a good enough view as a starting point, all right? So let's use the big one, resentment, because from their point of view back then, it the, kills more alcoholics than anything else. So all right, resentment. And then fear, obviously, and then harm's done to others. And we're gonna look at what will motivate us to harm other people You and is in the pursuit of sex, let's say. Yeah, in the pursuit of that or our sexual behaviors, there's a lot of information there. It doesn't have to be applicable just to self, sex, but you'll see, you'll see selfing in a lot of ways, yeah? So we're gonna use those three categories, do an inventory on the manifestations of self, yeah? And why are we wanting to do this inventory? Because we like to recognize what's defeating us, obviously. So what, so that we go to battle with it or we try to vanquish it? No, we bring it to step six and seven. We bring what we find to the six and seven and let the higher power deal with it, yes? Because that's the theme of AA is surrender, really and reliance on something greater than self. So when there's the recognition of self in all of its various manifestations, we bring them to six or seven, to the higher power, and ask that power, because I'm entirely ready, because I am convinced, I'm, I believe with certainty, this is defeating me. It may not be today, but it has and it will, and let's, you know, I'm open for it to change. I can't bring about that change, but I can make a decision, yeah, to turn this shit over and then let's see what happens. And I found that things change when I bring them the six and seven. I do. I found it because I've been entertaining this for years. I've used, I've used it a lot. So when I recognize stuff that I would call alcoholism or selfing, I bring it to step six and seven and then that's that yeah i don't think about it i just bring it yeah yeah so that's clear isn't it yeah it's very clear from one two and three you've we've recognized something yeah we've recognized something that's happened. that was we there was a lot of denial around we've told the truth somewhat with the first step the second step is we've observed by following these suggestions for a few weeks you know that uh you know therefore i've come to believe i came to believe that something could do for me what i couldn't do for myself regarding the insanity that precedes the first drink yeah i'm not drinking for eight weeks (laughs) that's the evidence yeah and then the third step is hey you're basically occupied, so you're not in a position of turning anything over to the higher power, but you can make a decision to do that, yeah? And then the working steps will get you in in the right condition so that can be done, that you can actually turn your will and life over to the care of a higher power, yeah? We can't do that at the third step, so we make a decision because we're occupied by the parasite. So then we do the four through nine, the working steps, to weaken the grip of the parasite and hopefully to start seeing some clear distinction between us and it, yeah, yeah, by the inventory, by the six and seven, yeah, by making the amends, because it loves to has, have us a, a, a captive of the past, unbelievably, loves that. It real its bondage is more in time, you know, yesterday and tomorrow. So- mm-hmm. We do four through nine. Yeah. We're on our way. And then 10, 11, 12, we're going to try to improve our conscious our contact through prayer and meditation and through a lot of other fucking things, like living, <laughs> you know, through having a cup of coffee, through saying hello to someone, through, yes, it's going to be being conscious. Yes, Con- all contact can improve that consciousness. Yes, so yeah, we're not. In- it's not just two roads of prayer and meditation. They were two suggestions, but the intent is to improve one's conscious contact. The intent isn't becoming a great meditation master. Yes, if you read it, it says, "Hey, yeah." the The goal is to improve one's conscious contact. These are two things that may help you. Yeah, there's many more once you start outgrowing the old conditions. Yeah, so there, so there you go. There's 10, you keep doing the inventory, 11. Yeah, you know, really, really, uh, it's nice to be conscious of conscious contact. <laughs> it's nice to be awake to being awake. Yeah, and then 12 is the agenda of AA, it doesn't squash our agenda, it's an accompaniment. Yeah, but our agenda is to help other people, you know, to, to achieve sobriety, just like other people helped us. And to practice these principles in our affairs. And if you can't right now, limit the affairs. And that can be be helped by your sponsorship. People will tell you, hey, I don't su- I don't suggest you doing that. And then maybe you'll listen to them and you'll yes, you'll be able to bypass something you would have fell in. So And then that's it, that's the program, don't you see? But I feel you can see the program from the idea that self is a foreign thing, or you can somehow, I don't know what you would call self, because it's probably the most used word in the book. So I would think it would be nice to have a clear definition of what it is and actually something you can feel or sense, yeah? instead of some vague idea of an ego or something like that. Yeah, but uh, to have that clear will illuminate everything else. Yeah, because that's the turning point, is a clear recognition of the exact nature of the wrong. So there you go. That's all we're attempting to add. It's a simple suggestion. Maybe you can see it in your relationship to thoughts. Why are they all assumed to be yours? Yeah. I don't feel like I'm thinking. I notice thoughts. I don't feel like you know a thoughts being manufactured eighty miles away, and I'm you know I want to duck and miss it. It doesn't. It. I don't. It just things pop up in the head like bubbles, and they have some meaning. When they pop, there's meaning, and it drenches whatever, drenches me, but this meaning of them being mine is a freaking, it's a pernicious little barnacle, so to speak, yeah, it just like grows on my, on the life, and now it turns into my life, and it's like fucking calcified, there's not much flexibility or aliveness in it, yeah, it's like arthritically, oh, it's incredible, so, Maybe look at my Yeah. See that feeling. Are these thoughts actually mine? Or are they just thoughts? Yeah? That everyone else has has, yeah. And the importance isn't really the thoughts, it's the relationship to them. Are they mine? Because if they're mine, they're gonna have a lot more power than if they were just thoughts, yeah. And I don't see the power they have through my as building a better life for me. I don't. I think it is a very eroding, debilitating condition where I get weighed down by thoughts and I start constantly react to what's not happening. Yeah. Almost like an enslavement. So the my drops and now you see thoughts and maybe some of them you'll be clearly able to recognize as alcoholic thoughts because a lot of alcoholics that you've heard share share the same fucking thoughts yeah so now you've recognized a whole swath of the thinking as something foreign to you why stop there let it keep it let it expand to the point that man really i can't really say that any of these thoughts are mine (laughs) yeah hallelujah there's a freedom there Yeah, the freedom from thoughts isn't from thoughts, it's from my thoughts, because thoughts are going to happen. They are, because you're not doing them. <laughs> they, they get triggered by con- by contact, and yeah, an algorithm goes, reverberates, and then thoughts fall down from your little thought tree, not yours, the thought tree, and each every thought that comes in, you call them yours. <laughs> <laughs> and they get they weigh you down, don't they? Yes. Yes. Right on and on every day. The trip gets made heavier instead of lighter. Yeah. Let's turn that around and start allowing the trip to get lighter. Yeah. So the Mai is very, very... Uh, there's so much meaning in that little word, yeah. The ownership, the possession. Because again, you know what happens: you possess something, it possesses you. Yes, it's a tricky thing. You got you buy that house, now the house seems own you. You got the mortgage, you got the property taxes. Shit. Yes, it's never a one way. It's always a yeah. Right. So once I say I have the thoughts, the thoughts now have me. <laughs> That's not humility. Yeah. That's futility, really. The humility is seeing you're not the thinker, really. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I feel. Uh, recovery allowed me the safety to have these ideas come in, really. Yeah. It was only because I was chilled out that these ideas probably could land. Yeah. But hey. Hmm. Yeah, thanks. It took a little time.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, now I'll,
1: I'll, I'll say my long goodbyes. Okay. Michael Stacy very much appreciated thank you for holding this place like Kurt and everyone else Roman and Mickey and Walter yes Kana. it's all about us yeah and it's amazing what gets whipped up in one of these hours as a yeah it's amazing uh I used to chant for hours to try to arrive at the sense I feel now, <laughs> throwing a little hyperventilation and other things. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, the sweat the lodges. Su- eh? The sweat lodges. Yeah, the sweat lodges. Yes, <laughs> I didn't know that which I was pursuing isn't arrived that through pursuit. <laughs> it's not arrived that. It is. All right. We got Linda. Nice to see, not see Linda. She's disappeared. Hopefully she's okay. Hopefully she did it's not on. Oh, here she She showed up again. Nice to see you, Linda. We are <laughs> not worried about
3: you. Oh, hmm? Thank you. Uh, I usually do my meetings upstairs. I'm downstairs. And it's balanced. My iPad's balanced on the table. I move. If I get in view, it'll fall off. <laughs> I, I used to watch this on the Facebook page and this is my first time at the live meeting and I've really enjoyed it, I, I, I'm, I'm really, I remember uh, in my first, I think it was my third year of recovery, I was sat in a meeting having a rant, I said, I, and, I'm, and I was saying those exact words, that's not who I am, not that, but I couldn't, yes. couldn't verbalise what that meant, I just knew that all of this felt wrong, it's not me, this is not me. And when you talk about the parasite and being transported, yeah, how is that that one thing that really hooked me to your meetings was that bit about how did, how come all of us ended up in the three seats in AA? And I'm listening to you telling me my thoughts. It's just whoa. Yeah. So I've really, yeah. really enjoyed tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And next week I'll be on camera, I'll be upstairs.
1: Oh, <laughs> good. Right. All right. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I wanted to uh, to say here. If you go to zenbitslap.com on the event page, we have a we're gonna t- do a two day Zoom. Mixing recovery with this idea of non-duality, it costs a hundred bucks, I think, but uh, it could be worth it. We'll be doing three talks a day, Saturday Ooh. and Sunday. I think it's the. Uh, it's on there i think it's the 16th or 17th of march somewhere but it's uh the people who set up the website have set this thing up so yeah uh dimitri and this lady julie so yes that's going to happen and there's a lot of other stuff that's going to happen live but that's going to be a zoom a zoom uh thing all right so So i wanted to get that i got a i got to remember the commercials I have to sort of present. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now Even a word from you. our sponsor, and I don't mean sponsor. Yeah. I mean sponsor. Yeah. So, all right, Walter. Nice to see you, brother. And you. Thank you. How nice you, Linda. Thank you. Thank you. Right thank next you. to Mickey and Jesse. Very nice. Jess L. There she is. She's blooming. She's blooming. Nice to see you, honey. Yes, yes. There's Jack, Jack G. I think I've been at that exact location, Jack. Yeah.
0: Allegedly.
1: In Cape Cod. I think <laughs> I've been down there.
0: Yeah, great, man. Listen, uh, yeah. uh, I'm just, I'm very grateful for this message, Paul. Thank you so much. That's all, that's all I wanted to say.
1: <laughs> oh, great. That's, yeah, that's the... Uh, that's how I get paid. Gratitude. Gratitude is the the highest denomination of the currency we're dealing with. <laughs> really. You can't beat the quality of the value of gratitude. Well, wow. thank you. Thank you. So, Paul, Paul, yeah. that's March 19th and 20th. Oh, uh, March 19th and 20th. And March 21st is my 34 year anniversary. So that's nice. It'll be a a nice uh, Zoom celebration. Yeah, so it's helpful because uh, if no one shows up, (laughs) my career may end. Who knows? (laughs) I may be wishing that, actually. Who knows? Who knows what's happening? So, all right, we got Roman. Nice to see you, Roman, as always. Pleasure. Barbara, also. We got Connor in uh, Dublin. I've really, uh, I've been able to really investigate those cabinets, Connor, all these months of uh, Zooms. <laughs> the grain, everything, yeah, very, I got a clear idea of it. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Z, as always, the man from Redondo. Thank you. We got uh, Tom in New Hampshire. Always a pleasure to get a call or get a zoom from New Hampshire. Yeah. All right. Alex from the Hudson Valley. Yeah, there she is. Nice to see Alex. Always pleasure. I've had the pleasure of meeting Alex live. Yes. So before we got, uh, let's see, we've got Gary C the man from the corner. Very nice. Nice to see you, Gary. Stefan on having never left as always. Suzanne. Yes. Nina, 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 Nina. There she is. It's very great to see Nina. I love, I love the sober version. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's no other version. That's it. Yeah. We got Jacob from Seattle. Yeah, I like that picture. We got Oliver from Berlin, Abraham, some phone numbers I can't recognize. So for everyone from Facebook and other places, thank you. Thank you for uh, attending and we'll be at another. We have a meeting on Saturday live and Zoom and uh, all the schedules on the Uh, zen bitch slap under events all right nice to see you kurt everyone pleasure thanks paul thank you